Together we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe. Okay, brothers and sisters, welcome. Um, welcome to our uh, new show. This is your tribe. And it's um, it's it's just it's a, such a privilege to have you know people oh, like uh, mobilizers around the world to to be on this show and you know talk about and our passions and talk about the the work uh, God has been uh, doing everywhere around the world. And today uh, our very uh, special guest is the one the only Mary Ho. How are you doing, Mary? <laughs> I am doing great. Hello, Ray. Yeah, Hello from Kansas City. Kansas um, City. Yes, right in the middle of the United States, the heart of America. That's right. Uh, I remember last time we met, it was, uh, I think, all the way back uh, to uh, probably to the end of 2009 at GMC. And after that, you know, here comes the, uh, you know, COVID and uh, a lot of things have changed um, and um, many uh new opportunities occurred but also at the same time uh, being a mobilizer i don't know how to uh, define uh, such a time as this is the best time in our, li our lives or is the worst time of our lives so well <laughs> you know i the last time we met at gmc in brazil that was probably one of the best times of my life i just to see Mm -hmm. uh, mobilizers, gosh, and some of them are in their early 20s, right out of college, uh, mobilizing to unreached to, of course, those who are really uh, mm -hmm. senior and coming from around the world. Uh, that was wonderful. And many of my relationship went so deep at GMC. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, COVID happened, uh, what yeah. a month afterwards but i i have seen god's hand at work even during COVID in mobilization that's right and i still remember you know that we went out at the uh one of these uh, restaurants and uh, uh i remember you know big brother john being you know really gracious and and hey now is our young younger folks over there and how, how, how is your family? How, how are they doing? Uh, my family is good. Um, I have two young adult uh, sons and uh, they're back with us at home. And um, yeah, they're now in the working world. So, mm -hmm. uh, so that's really, really fun. We just took a family vacation in Colorado mm -hmm. when hiking and we encountered a moose a moose right. is huge and they are famous in america for killing more people than bears so Ooh. we actually yeah we came really close and we actually had to take a detour through the woods to avoid right. this moose charging at us so <laughs> that was uh that's our family vacation wow that's nice well, today you can talk about vacation, you know, for many people we are like just staying at home. Vacation is, you know, traveling from my living room to my bedroom. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, 
just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I believe many people uh, got to know you through, uh, you know, your, your presence in at, at GMCs, uh, more than just one, but also at the same time, and probably um, her uh, from, from your teaching uh, perspectives globally, uh, everywhere. But uh, so tell us a little bit more about the journey and, and where'd you come from? Okay, well, like you, Ray, I was born uh, in paradise, which is Taiwan. I've trained all my friends, yes. Uh, when I say paradise, they say Taiwan, but it is a beautiful island. And, um, and uh, my, my father is actually uh, an ambassador from Taiwan. And so I grew up living around the world. Uh, so even as a baby, I was in Philippines, uh, then we moved to Swaziland, which is now Eswatini. So I had my primary school education in, in Swaziland. And then I had my junior high and high school education, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, came to the States at 17 to get my college degree, but mm -hmm. spent my summers in uh, Indonesia. Then moved back to Taiwan after I got my master's degree met my husband mm -hmm. and we moved to Hong Kong uh, for a couple of years and then um, uh, moved here to Kansas City in the year 2000. So I, I grew up on four continents. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was in college, I had a very, very powerful encounter with Jesus at the age of 17 and which totally changed my life. Mm -hmm. and set me free and uh, from many things. Um, so I knew that um, because, you know, I, I watched my dad uh, spend his life uh, broker, brokering peace between nations, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I, grown up in, you know, all kinds of countries. And I realized when I came to the Lord um, that Jesus is the hope of the nations. Mm -hmm. um, diplomats can try and that's wonderful and they can be peace talks and all that, mm -hmm. but ultimately Jesus is the solution mm -hmm. uh, to transforming individual lives, uh, cities and nations. So. Um, the, the Lord spoke to me and said, I've raised you in the nations for the nations. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's briefly, very briefly my journey. So let me just follow up on that question. So where is home home for you? Because for many missionaries, this is very tricky, you know, everywhere is home, but nowhere is really home. Yeah. So I grew up as a true third culture kid mm -hmm. and, um, I would say there is no place that totally feels at home, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, obviously mm -hmm. for me, I'm most comfortable in the US and in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I go back to Taiwan, I speak Chinese with a strange accent. When <laughs> I'm in US, you know, um, when they talk about uh, pop music, um or tv shows well i missed out on all that because i grew up in swaziland where they had no tv <laughs> you know so 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why it was really important to me when I came to the Lord, because mm. he gave me a sense of identity and root and foundation. So, yeah, I, you know, uh, I can witness that, um, you know, when uh, when Mary first came back to, to Taiwan and teach uh, perspectives and she was like, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, you, you need a translator. But, I, I, but you're tell, talking to me in, in Mandarin, but why do you need a translator? But she said, it's all because I'm so familiar with this class and everything is English. I don't even know how to convert all this terminology. But, you know, after, you know, a few semesters, after a few years, you know, now you're teaching uh, the, the, the course in, in Mandarin very, very well. So that's in, in a way that's a that's great. Yeah, so Ray, when you first uh, met me, uh, you were the one that really challenged me to uh, teach perspectives in Chinese, you know, but I, I was educated in Africa, you know, my Chinese is not very good. And so I continued to teach in English. Um, yeah, uh, in Taiwan, you know, here in the US. Um, but in recent years, the Lord really challenged me to start teaching in Chinese. And one of the things that came out of mm -hmm. our GMC in Brazil in 2019 was I was sitting there with uh, Rudolph and Isabel Lee. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and uh, we, we really dreamt about launching the first Chinese speaking perspectives here in the US. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the wonderful thing is because of COVID, um, they, you know, people attended this first mm -hmm. Chinese speaking perspectives from all around the US and around the mm -hmm. world. We have more than 100 students. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I was privileged to teach three lessons in Chinese. <laughs> taste of perspectives lesson uh lesson four and lesson nine and i had to practice so hard here's a lesson nine i know you're <laughs> going to talk about it but lesson yeah. nine is right here <laughs> i can do it in chinese now right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know this this is great uh i i know perspectives uh, is probably one of the most influential uh, you know uh, holistic mission awareness uh lecture uh, if, if you can say that and then there is a uh, kairos and many other things to to go with how, how do you see um uh education or you know the knowledge side of missions taking place in terms of uh, mobilization okay yeah, especially you're involved a lot with that right yeah um so i've been involved in mobilization for about 15 years and so we have mobilized many, many workers to many nations. Uh, so I lead an organization called All Nations, and we have workers in 44 countries. Mm -hmm. And I can say that the ones that have taken perspectives, they have a very solid foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a very uh, biblical um, foundation. Uh, about missions, uh, they understand what God has been doing throughout the history, uh, the, mm -hmm. the history of the church, 
Um, they understand um, strategy, they understand culture. So I think it's very important because it gives mm -hmm. them a solid foundation. So, um, but, but for, for many people, they will say, well, you know, you know uh, the mission field is just a, a flight tickets away. You know, and we, once you're ready, it's not about how much you know. Uh, you know, there are yeah. different, you know, perspectives yeah. towards okay. that uh, in terms of mobilization. So what kind of approach you will, you will say for example, like all nations? Yeah. So uh, something like perspectives um, gives the, the, the foundation, lays the foundation. But for example, when someone comes to all nations to get trained and we are known for our training, our training is practical equipping of the skills that the workers need when they go cross-culturally, like how mm -hmm. to learn a language, um, how to honor culture, uh, how to make disciples, how to yeah. hear Jesus stories, how to deal with culture shock, um, how to plant churches. So actually when they come to us, we actually equip them with the practical abilities and competencies and skills that they need. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that we find um, that is key to fruitfulness is not just training, but the ongoing coaching the ongoing uh, walking with them in their journey. So we provide mm -hmm. soul care for their heart mm -hmm. because do you know, globally 47% of all missionaries leave the field within the first five years yeah. from factors that can be prevented. So every single one of our people have a pastoral mm -hmm. caregiver. Every single one of our people have a coach. That, uh, that coaches them in disciple making, learning the language, the ministry mm -hmm. part, the church planting part uh, of their work. And that is very, very key. Mm -hmm. uh, so education uh, is both knowledge, but it is also acquiring the practical skills that you need. Yeah. And then also having someone to coach you and mentor you in the journey. That's right. Uh, and since you mentioned about this, uh, O Nations, uh, you have been involved with uh, the uh, leadership team for a number of years now, and now you're more, uh, the CEO, the director of this uh, mission organization. Um, we um, not often we see a female leadership in um, in terms of uh, international organizations or or platforms, and sometimes the uh, mission. Uh, rallies and you always see you know senior white female uh, male uh, on this you know on the stage uh, well there's nothing wrong with that but uh, the the thing is we are um, we're living in such a a global uh, uh, movement and uh, in, in, in a time as this we are looking for younger leaders we we're, we're listening to uh, global voices um, and especially uh, the the female figures as well. So, what what's your takeaway as as a as a female as as a leader and also um, as an advocate for uh, for missions? Um, so, I I just want to hear from you, and uh, I think that would be very uh, precious for many. 
Well, I think uh, Ray, as probably uh, most of us know, um, two thirds of the global mission force, two thirds is actually women. So God has been mobilizing his woman to some of the hardest and darkest places on earth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, can you imagine, what, if we talk about missions, we're talking about two thirds. I, I would say more than that. I would say three quarters. <laughs> yeah. you know, because sometimes husband and wife and single ladies, and there are, there are more, there are more. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, and, uh, women have gone to some of the most dangerous places. They've gone to some of the hardest places. Um, so I feel like because missions uh, has so many women missionaries, it is inevitable that um, there will be women in leadership in missions and um, because it reflects missions. Uh, for me personally, I... I believe the Lord uh, gave me favor mm -hmm. and raised me up to leadership. I have not sought it, uh, but leadership is a spiritual gift. In Romans 12, uh, it's one of the spiritual gifts. And, uh, and it says, uh, let those who lead, lead diligently. So to me, what it means is whatever God has put before us, uh, we be diligent about it. And then uh, the Lord is the one that opens the door. I personally um, have been very, very blessed because uh, when I joined All Nations, um, All Nations is founded by Floyd McClung, Floyd and Sally McClung, who are one of the international leaders of YWAM. And uh, they really believe in women leadership. Uh, Floyd is someone who walked the talk and uh, many of the key women leaders in missions today um, were encouraged and mentored by Floyd. And so I feel I, I was just really, really blessed to be in an organization um, that was founded by, uh, by founders who sow the DNA mm -hmm. of women in leadership. And personally, I believe in both men and women leadership. I believe in diversity, ethnic diversity in leadership. So, um, so I, I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm very blessed. Uh, the other thing is, I was, I was raised by a dad um, who said to me, "You can be anything you want to be." And uh, in his own field, he raised up many women leaders. And then I'm blessed to be married to John, who always said to me, you were born to be a leader. You need to go and pursue your doctorate in leadership. Um, mm. And uh, God has called you. So I'm just, I'm very blessed, you know, uh, to have people around me who really encourage me, many women friends who have encouraged me yeah. as a leader. So uh, f following that, that up, uh, I have two questions. It's not actually a question, but I just want to hear from you, okay? What, number one is, what is the niche? Uh, what is a, a special um, uh, gift that actually the female leadership can provide uh, more than the male leaders? Okay, that's one. Um, but number two, how do you how do you uh, in, 
you know, as as a female leader in in the international organization, how do you encourage others and the, the emerging leaders and the upcoming younger ladies and and others and you know they can actually um, pursue you know who they are um, they're destined to be uh, if that's their passion or uh, they, they want to contribute more in, in that capacity so number one is what is your niche number two is how do you encourage others yeah well i really believe that women leaders should lead um as a woman okay to not try to um to not try to change their leadership style to be like men or to try to come <laughs> like men you know i believe god has given us a nurturing side a soft side um we're obviously the fairer sex right so we uh we love beauty um and so i would encourage women to develop um, the feminine side of them, the, the nurturing side, while acquiring all the skills that's needed for leadership. You know, for mm -hmm. example, strategic planning, um, mm -hmm. innovation, uh, uh, casting vision, communication skills. I would encourage them to develop all those leadership skills they need, mm -hmm. but to really also tap into um, the nurturing heart that God has given us, uh, the love for the love for beauty, the love to um, to tend to others' needs and care, and um, you know, research has shown that women tend to love a more uh, participative style. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to like styles that. Um, you know, focuses on developing people's individual gifts. It's um, mm -hmm. they care about individuals. So I would encourage women to really develop mm -hmm. um, both the feminine side of them as well as all the le leadership giftings uh, that's needed. Mm, that's nice. Um, so, you know, as um, as a mission sending agency, well, we're calling, talking about all nations. Uh, how do you consider the uh, the importance, or not, uh, you know, of of working together with others? You know, sometimes there there are often tensions between missions and and church churches, um, and you know, between different organizations, different networks. Um, you know, vocational uh, missionaries and the lay people. Um, how do you see um, how how do you see that can, can come together and working together? Since we're a uh, a network, so called uh, mo global mobilization network, it requires a lot of um, you know uh, you know passion and desire to to work together. And but so doing uh, in in your in your leadership and your from your position, how do you see that? Yeah, I, I feel one of my key takeaways from the GMC in 2019 is radical collaboration, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I absolutely believe in that. We are living in a time where um, as of 2020, 67% of all the world's Christians are in the global mm -hmm. South. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I believe we're living in a time where to finish the Great Commission, the Lord is actually mobilizing workers from everywhere to everywhere. And it's almost like a missions traffic jam, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because we're just coming from everywhere to everywhere instead of just the West to the rest. And, um, and so I believe that um, the church that God is going to use to finish the Great Commission is a very multicultural, a very colorful mosaic church. Mm. You know, we're going to have Brazilian brothers, Ni Nigerian sisters, uh, Korean couples, you know, um, we're just coming from everywhere to everywhere. And you know what? That requires radical, intentional collaboration. Mm. And that's why I love the GMN, because that is what God is doing. God is mobilizing from everywhere to everywhere. That's and right. he that's wants right. us to work together. And I believe that's the only way we're going to finish the task is um, by radical collaboration across cultural boundaries, across ethnic and national boundaries, across denominations and organizational boundaries. So I absolutely believe in it, that. And I believe it's, um, it's both men and women. It's going to be leaders from all around the world. It's going to be a very, very colorful ethnically colorful collaboration. And I think it's beautiful to behold. It prepares us for what's going to be like in heaven. That's nice. One very last question, but it is also a, a big one. What is mobilization to you? You know, some people say mobilization is, uh, you know, to encourage people, uh, all the believers become missional. But also at the same time, people are saying, you know, there are like enriched people groups who you need to uh, raise up uh, more uh, missionaries and mobilize the workers to the field. Um, but sometimes these two have been uh, considered uh, have frictions to one another because, you know, you, you cannot be uh, saying, you know, everyone is a missionary, but also at the same time, uh, there are just very few people who are actually called for like cross-cultural work. So as a mobilizer, and this is sometimes and often our, our, our so-called the big question, right? So I believe you have a good answer for that. <laughs> well, I actually feel like it's both end, uh, Ray, because I believe God uh, wants to mobilize the whole church for the Great Commission. You know, when Jesus said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, that, that mandate, is for every single believer. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't believe the Great Commission is for the special few. It is for everyone. Everyone needs to be part of the Great Commission, but our role in the Great Commission is different. Mm -hmm. God calls some to be goers. God calls some to be trainers. God calls some to be senders to be intercessors, to be prayer warriors, to, uh, to be caregivers. So um, I believe that the Lord actually wants to awaken his church so that each one of us are part of the Great Commission, but he has uh, called specific ones mm. with an apostolic calling to go. 
And so for our nations, um, our mobilizations actually uh, to awaken the whole church. And so we actually have a training called Senders You that equips the church mm. uh, to train and to send well, to care well uh, for the goers. But on the other hand, our mobilization is very specific because we focus on unreached peoples. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, uh, we actually mobilize workers uh, to people groups that are still unreached by the gospel. Thank you very much, uh, Mary Hall, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, I, I call her Dajie, you know, in Chinese means my big <laughs> sister. Or, or else I have to call you auntie though, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dajie, big sister is better than auntie. That sounds I, good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a, a mentor to many and have been, um, you know, really an encourager, uh, especially to me personally. and. I've been always a privilege to talk with her and, you know, especially when we talk uh, in, in Mandarin and, uh, but uh, that <laughs> won't, won't be helpful for, for you guys uh, who are listening to this, but um, I appreciate your input and especially uh, in terms of uh, leadership and the encouragement for mobilizers. Uh, this is for our mobilizers tribe. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, God is using uh, people with different skills uh, and with, with the same passion and is for his kingdom. Okay, if you can tell me one thing and what is one thing for you in terms of missions? Um, for me, it is all about worship. Okay. It is all about um, Jesus being loved and known and worshiped. Um, I feel like that has to be our main motivation, uh, mm. that, that the Lord's name is glorified and, um, and lifted up um, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. Because if we just focus on the mission, we, get, we often get tired and uh, mm. sometimes there's setbacks and sometimes mm. there's trials. Yes. Um, so while the mission is important, I believe that our eyes needs to be, um, yeah, on the worship of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and that's the only thing that's going to get us through uh, hard times and, uh, and hardship. And, and ultimately, right, we want to see um, people from every tribe, tongue, and nation worshiping uh, God around his throne. So um, it is all about worship. Okay. Thank you, Mary. And thank you for everyone who is watching this. And um, we will see you next time. This is your tribe. This is our tribe. Mm -hmm.